You look down the walls of the keep. This castle was constructed as an outpost of the kingdom. No one travels this far north, certainly not invading armies. The people of this land were more accustomed to marauders rather than martial campaigns. Your eyes take in the scene. You can see a numberless horde of nightmarish creatures on the horizon. You recognize creatures here and there, but most seem literally drawn from some sort of nightmare realm. They seem unintelligent monsters, though they stand arrayed as if in battle formation. Among the throng, you spot dozens of larger monsters that could bite a man in half with little effort. Horns issue haunting moans echoing across the landscape of twisted monsters. You've never seen an army this large in all your years of fighting in the army. Trappers and explorers started bringing back reports of these large numbers of monsters coming from the north. You weren't aware of any settlements north of here. All that was left was ice, tundra, and the frozen wastes that made up the crown of the world. Where had all these beasts come from? Maybe more importantly, why were they here? As if to answer your question, a final horn blared its mournful tone. The sound lasted for seconds before it abruptly cut off and the monsters charged at one. It seems the Battle of the Grey North has begun. What would you like to do? Welcome back to the ninth episode of How to Be a Better DM. We are going to learn how to tell better, more engaging stories while you dungeon master a session of D&D 5e. I'm excited to give you today's show, but before we do, let me give another quick shout out to Couchy Audio. They do the audio work for this show, and if you need any help with audio work, they are the ones to talk to. So reach out to them on Instagram by sending a DM or a direct message to at K-A-H-O-O-T-A-Z, and they'd be able to help you out. Also, I just want to say thank you for all of those who have reached out to me talking about the show. It's really fun getting to know all the DMs out there, having their individual experiences, so keep it up. Now, let's talk about the pros and cons of using minis during your Dungeons & Dragons sessions. I know this is going to be a very uh, polarizing topic, but let's dig in, because you want to have as much fun as possible, and I want to help you have as much fun as possible, so let's get rid of the bullcrap, and get down to business. So, the pros. Number one, having minis is easier to imagine combat. When you DM, you can either use minis to represent the relative distances of characters and adversaries, or you can use the theater of the mind. With the theater of the mind, things are a lot more loosey-goosey. I always seem to struggle with questions like, how far away am I? Or where exactly is so-and-so? Uh, and stuff like that. With minis though, it's all on the board or table and it's a lot easier to manage. Often when I listen to YouTubers live playing D&D, I lose track of combat positions during encounters where they use theater of the mind. Having it on a board is much easier and this goes for digital representations as well. Number two, the second co- uh, pro, excuse me, it's more immersive. There's no denying that when you see the combat happening It's easier to immerse yourself in the encounter. It's much easier to relax, just have fun, because you're not having to keep track of distances, positions, and really kind of go all beautiful mind on the the encounter. Also, you know, when the DM adds in cool effects or scenery, it really makes you feel like you're there, and that makes it a lot more fun. So number three is you can create that wow factor. I've seen it on my players, 
And I've also seen it on YouTubers when they bring out their awesome uh, maps, I guess you could call them. When you make that scene that you've described and you present it to the players, even in a not professional or perfect way, somewhat shoddy, there's a definite wow factor. You know, it's it's like the icing on the cake of playing D&D because this game is all about trying to transport you into the world that we've created. The fourth pro is that it builds authority in your players' eyes. In a way, you as the DM are the group's true leader. As such, they will look to you to lead them, and you have to earn their trust. This happens naturally because you are the main storyteller, so they're constantly looking to you, but your players also want to know that you are the best DM in the world. You know, like the placebo effect, it makes the game more interesting even if it's not. You know, even if your story is not that great, if your players think you are an amazing DM, they will enjoy it more. This isn't to say you need to lie or anything, but having things that add to your authority as the best DM in the world is always better. And I know it's kind of a shortcut because having minis doesn't mean squat. Anyone can buy minis. But it does give the perception of preparation, especially if your minis are matched to the encounter. And as you become more proficient as a DM, and frankly, you decide to invest more in the hobby, you can buy specific DMs for specific adventures. But there's no denying it. When you have minis prepared for the encounter, your players view you as a more authoritative DM. So those are the pros. Uh, Number one, it's easier to imagine combat. Number two, it makes it more immersive. Number three, you create that wow factor. Number four, it builds authority in your player's eye. As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Packed and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Calignos, where our characters Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan will find and meet each other in hell, and from there start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard, or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash packed and boom. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Start listening today. Now let's talk about the cons. Number one, obviously the biggest one is it costs extra. Having minis costs extra, even if you use a banana and you draw a face on it. You have to put in extra time and extra money to have that banana or other minis and have enough of them. That's in my episode where I talked about all you really need to play D&D. Minis were not a necessity. You can play without them and you can have lots of fun. Being able to play without minis means that in this digital age, you can play anywhere with barely a moment's notice. Just download the right apps, get the people where they need to be, and you can play. Not having to worry about minis can save you a lot of time and money, not to mention the fact that a lot of the players might not want to buy their own mini. So you'll probably have to provide one for them. Number two, more things to manage. As the DM, you are the one lugging all the things to wherever you and your group place. 
if you are fortunate enough that you play at your own house, then you still have to find the right minis and set them up and put them away and make sure everything's in the right place. It's a lot to manage, especially because you're writing down things, you're keeping track of things, trying to get the right voices, all the, all the things. Even during the session, you have to make sure the minis are in the right spots, whereas your players only have to manage their one mini or maybe they have a zombie that they've resurrected or whatever. So two. <clears throat> Number three, it's a gateway drug. And obviously it's not a drug, but you know what I mean. Minis can get out of hand really fast. There are so many minis. If you know you have low self-control when it comes to buying $4 to $10 items, then you should stay away from them because you could literally spend your college money, your college fund, or your inheritance, or every, you know, there's, there's just so many things you can buy. There are thousands of different monsters to fight. And there's more coming out all the time and, and different softwares to create new minis. You will probably never have all the minis, not to mention perfect battle scenes or scenery items. So you can spend a lot of money on this hobby if you're not careful. That is one of the biggest cons, I'd say, is that you want to buy one, but that that specific monster usually only goes for specific encounters. And you got to have the right monster for the right encounter, right? Number four. <clears throat> You don't practice your narrative skills. Let's, let's be honest. Using a mini is a crutch, plain and simple. By using minis, you rely more on visuals than on your skills of narration or storytelling. That means you aren't flexing a very important skill that will enhance your sessions and make your stories come alive. If you can't get people to feel you are there with just your words, then you've got a long way to go to being a master dungeon master. I mean, we, we all have all seen movies, uh, not to bag on Transformers, but Transformers, all the Transformers after two, after number one, so two, three, four, five, six, however many there are, rely mostly on visual effects rather than storytelling, rather than good storytelling. And we all know it. And those movies aren't really classics. They're not amazing movies. So the same thing with minis. If you, if you have minis, generally... You rely on using the minis rather than having a great storytelling. Thanks again for listening to our show. If you like our content and would like to engage with more of it, head over to our Instagram account at how to be a better DM and give us a follow. Make sure to watch some of our Dungeon Master Rules videos while you're there to give yourself some more structure and procedure as a Dungeon Master. Also, don't forget to reach out with a DM and we can talk shop and I can get to know you a little bit better. Thanks again for listening skill. So those are the cons. Uh, number one, it costs extra. Number two, it's more things to manage. Number three, it's a gateway drug. Number four, you don't practice your narrative skills. I am not here to tell you whether or not to use minis. That's not my job. Instead, I want to arm you with the right tools and more importantly, the, the, the right knowledge of the drawbacks, the advantages of using minis so that way you can use them in the right moment. Maybe during an epic boss scene, you have the boss, right? And you've set up the scene. That, that might be a great place to use minis. Maybe an impromptu encounter doesn't necessarily need minis. You can have just as much fun without them. So my, my advice is that you learn how to do both so that way you can use the right tool. It's just like a handyman. You want all the tools in your tool belt rather than just a hammer. So there you have it, guys. The pros and cons of using minis. 
in your D&D sessions. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have other suggestions? Send your thoughts to me on Instagram in a private message to at Geronimo Levis, G-E-R-O-N-I-M-O-L-E-V-I-S. Also, I am looking for a new piece of cover art for the podcast. If you have any ideas, send them to at Geronimo Levis on Instagram. And uh, even if we don't choose you, I will shout you out and put it up on my Instagram because I love seeing stuff like that. So thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Make sure you give us a rating and review. But until next time, let's roll initiative.